Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Tums bring you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson. When you have a nagging case of acid indigestion or heartburn, don't wait for relief. Take Tums, the don't wait relief. You don't waste any time with water, spoons, and glasses. There's no mixing. Just eat one or two pleasant, minty-tasting Tums, and relief is on the way. Tums are a safe relief, too. They are not water-soluble, therefore there's no danger of over-alkalizing. No acid rebound. The gentle form of calcium in Tums acts as a scientific buffer, neutralizes excess acid, then stops its action automatically. With all these advantages... Tums are economical besides. Cost only 10 cents a roll. So economical that you can always have them on hand at home and in your purse. So get a roll of Tums today. Yes, don't wait. Get Tums and you'll never have to wait for fast, pleasant relief from acid indigestion. Did you ever see it to fail? Just stretch out on the divan in the living room to take yourself a little nap, and what invariably happens? That's what happens. And Mr. McGee's a little displeased about it, too. Ah, for the love of Pete. I'm coming, I'm coming. Hello? Who? No, you got the wrong number, bud. Look it up in the phone book. I'm trying to take a nap. Doggone inconsiderate people. Who was that on the phone, McGee? Wrong number. Who'd they want? Fire department. The minute I try to take a nap, some... Say as long as you're on your feet, would you mind bringing up the clean laundry out of the hall? I'm changing the bed linen. I'm sorry, kiddo. I'm already lying down again. If I was up, I would, but I can't. I'm down. Oh, pardon me for asking. Oh, that's okay. I certainly wouldn't expect you to get up off your back just to bring me the sheets to put under your back tonight. Well, gee, you didn't have to make a special trip downstairs just to get that clean laundry, Molly. I didn't. Uh... No, you've been running up and down all morning anyhow. Why didn't you wait till you had to come downstairs for something else? Then you could have took the laundry up and it would... Uh, get that, will you? I'm trying to rest. Yes, master. If it's for me, tell him I'm out. Yes, master. 79 Wistful Vista, Molly McGee speaking. No, I'm sorry, he's out. Who's calling? I see. Well, try later in the day. He may be in. Goodbye. Well, I'll take the clean linen upstairs and get back to work because a woman's work... Hey, hey, wait a minute. Who was it for? Me? Yes, the operator asked if Mr. Fibber McGee was there, and I said, no, Mr. McGee is out like you told me to. The operator? Well, who was it? I don't know. She just said Washington, D.C. was calling Mr. McGee, person to person. Washington, D.C.? Well, anything I can do to keep you from getting up off your... Yeah, but gee whiz. I mean, well, my gosh, gee whiz. I'd have talked to Washington. I just follow orders, Master. Oh, sure. If you say you're out, you're out. They'll call back if it's important. Maybe you'll feel like answering the phone the next time. Yeah, yeah, they'll call back. I wish she hadn't been so doggone accommodating in the first place. My gosh. Washington calling Mr. McGee. Boy, them guys can sure use me. 
I've been mailing suggestions to the government for 20 years, and it looks like they finally got smart enough to realize that they need me. I... Come in. Hi, Mr. McGee. Hi. Ah, hello there, Teeny. Adios, muchachos, sis. Hmm? I says, adios, muchachos. That's French for what's new. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know you could talk French, Mr. McGee. Oh, sure, Teeny. I know all them foreign languages. Traveled a lot when I was a young fella. Always on the go. See, where'd you go, mister? Where'd you? Oh, every place, sis. Why, some days I'd have breakfast in France, lunch in Spain, and dinner in Italy. That's how I got to be a gourmet. A what, mister? A gourmet. That's a guy that knows how to complain about the check in any language. Oh. See, I'd like to eat in all those places, I betcha. The Italian food is my favorite, sis. Yes, sir. Give me a good pizza anytime. A good pizza what, mister? Candy? No, no, no. Just a good piece of pizza. That's what they call them cheese pies they make. Pizza. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've probably seen a picture of that factory in Italy where they make them. Kind of a tall, round building. The Leaning Tower of Pizza, they call it. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. I got a picture of that in my geography book, mister. Yeah. Well, I tell my teacher what they do in there. Big pies out of cheese, huh? Oh, boy. Will she be surprised? Yeah, I expect she will. Oh, I could teach you a lot of stuff like that, sis, but I haven't got much time right now. I'm expecting an important phone call. Government stuff. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Are you in the government, Mr. McGee? Are you in it? The government? Hmm? Uh, not yet, but I may be. May have to go out of town soon on a secret mission. Um, mm-hmm. Are you going to be a G-man? Oh. I love G-man. Well. Stick him up. Bang, bang. And let his spy get the dust. <laughs> oh, boy. A G-man. Well, uh, I'm not at liberty to divulge the details yet, Tini. I must urge you to keep this information in the strictest confidence. Hmm? I says don't blab. Are you good at keeping secrets? Sure I am, I betcha. Good. I keep secrets just wonderful. I know a secret about my mother's scissors. Would you like to hear it? Well, if it's a secret, I don't know whether you ought to tell me or not. What do you think? I think you ought to know this secret. Huh? In case you want to water your lawn. What's watering my lawn got to do with your mother's scissors? Willie Toops just cut your hose with them. What? That's our secret. Why? So long, mister. Well, for the... Hey, Molly, I'm going over to Toops's. You know what that Willie Toops did? He took a pair of scissors and he cut my... <laughs> There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. Some people say our greatest heroes were the leaders of the American Revolution. Some say it was the colonists themselves. But actually, long before Washington and Paul Revere, other heroes were founding this nation. Citizen soldiers banded together to protect the early settlers against Indians. They were the first National Guardsmen, the famous citizen militia of the Revolutionary War continuing their great tradition. And today, too... Men who want to protect their homes, their loved ones, in peace as in war, are joining the National Guard. And now, here's a message of special interest for those of you between the ages of 17 and 18 and a half. If you haven't already investigated them, you'll be interested in the opportunities offered to you by the National Guard to fulfill your military obligations. You can continue going to school or hold down a job while serving in the National Guard. Go to your local National Guard armory today for details. Find out how you can help keep your guard up. Join the National Guard.
Molly, from Toops's. Did Washington call? Did they call back yet, Washington? Not yet. You were only gone five minutes, you know. Mm. What did Mark Toops say when you told him about Willie cutting up the hose? Nothing. He just stood there in the door and laughed his head off. No, really? He liked the split. I took it over to show him. It's in six pieces. Six pieces. Every time I showed him another piece of hose, he just laughed louder. Heavenly days. I got all the pieces here in the sack. What'll I do with them? Well, you should have left them on his porch. Well, he was having such a good time, I didn't have the heart to tell him it was his hose that I borrowed last summer. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That kid. Hey, uh, was that the phone? Did the phone ring? I didn't hear a thing. Me neither. I'll gun it. I wish they'd hurry up and call me back. Speaking of the phone, I'd better call the grocery store and give them our order. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't touch that phone. you got to keep it open, Molly. I'm taking no chances on missing that call again. But, McGee, we have to eat tonight. We'll eat out. Just keep the phone clear till that call comes, that's all. It's a deal. Boy, oh, boy, some of the ideas I got for solving what's wrong with the government are just terrific. You know what, Molly? I'll bet. Yes, sir. Like you take the biggest problem Eisenhower's got right now is trying to balance the budget. I got an answer for that so simple it scares me. How would you balance the budget? Look... What do you need to keep inside a budget? Money, right? Mm -hmm. If you make enough money, you got no problem, right? Well, yes, that's right. And how's the government make money? They print it. So we merely cut out the taxes, fire all the tax collectors, hire more printers, and keep printing money. <laughs> I'm telling you, they'll be dancing in the streets when they put my plan through because the people of this country... Hold it, Mr. Baruch. Come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Molly. Hi, Leadhead. Hi, Bacon Bottom. I'd ask you to sit down, but shh, listen. Huh? Listen for what? The phone. I thought I heard the phone. He oh. wants you to know he's expecting a call, Doctor. Washington. What? Oh. It's important, Doc. The government's trying to reach me. I'm expecting a call any minute. Oh, cut it out. Why would the government call you Flap Lip? They didn't call him Flap Lip, Doctor. They called him Mr. McGee. I took the message myself. They said they'd phone later. It might be any one of a number of things they want me for, Doc. Like tax evasion, you mean? I pay my taxes. You know oh. that. I'm talking about they probably want my help and advice on some of their problems. Them guys could use me in the White House, Fatso. For what, a doorstop? Ha! Okay, okay. Crackwise, deride. But you'll see. I got plenty of ideas for how to run this government. Oh, he's full of ideas, Doctor. And very free with them, too. My whole family's always been very generous with advice, Doctor. As a matter of fact, one of my ancestors, Pierre McGee, <laughs> was advisor to Napoleon. That was at Waterloo, I suppose. You betcha. It might interest you to know that the Wright brothers, Wilbur Wright and Orville, they got advice from my father. No. We have a copy of the letter put away, Doctor. You betcha. Well. He advised them to knock the wings off of it, put four wheels on it, and make a buckboard out of it. Said they'd never get it off the ground. They wouldn't have either if they'd listened to him. <laughs> well, I wouldn't fret too much about this phone call being a plea for you to come take charge of the government, dream boy. It's probably just a mistake. What do you mean, mistake? Molly took the call. They said they wanted to talk to Mr. McGee. Does that sound like a mistake? It sounds like a horrible mistake. And whatever their problem is, I got the answer. Like you take the biggest problem Eisenhower's got right now is balancing the budget. Uh-huh. What do you need to keep inside a budget? Money, right? Right. How does the government make money? They print it. So, all we got to do is cut out taxes, fire the tax collectors, hire more printers, and keep printing money till we... Where'd he go? Out. I guess the doctor just doesn't have the type of mind you have, sweetheart, because... <laughs> that's it, that's it. I got it, I got it. Hello? McGee's... Oh, hi, Herb. I thought you were Washington. Yeah, the government's trying to get hold of me, and I don't want to tie up the phone too long, Herb. Big deal. Oh, you don't have to hang up yet, Herb. Don't want to tie up the phone, he says. You see, they got some problems in Washington, and they know I got the answers, Herb. 
I think it's probably my plan for balancing the budget that they need the worst. You see, all you need to do to balance the budget... I might as well head for the grocery store. This may take all night. We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. We know you enjoy the pleasure-filled comedy shows presented every week on the NBC radio network because of the many letters you send to us telling us so. And that's why we always call your attention to the fact that these programs are on the air. Tomorrow night, we know you'll want to hear the amusing adventures of the great Gildersleeve, as portrayed by Willard Waterman. Gildersleeve always finds himself in trouble, and when you listen, you'll always find yourself in a happy mood. So make it a date to join the great Gildersleeve every Wednesday night. The same night, you can play You Bet Your Life on the NBC radio network. Groucho Marx is your quiz master on You Bet Your Life. And his ad-lib comments with his contestants make the program a must for millions of radio listeners. And remember, tomorrow night you'll also hear the big story with authentic dramatizations of newspaper reporters' news scoops. And walk a mile, the fun-packed, fast-paced quiz game with Bill Cullen as your master of ceremonies. Wednesday's wonderful when you listen to the top shows on the NBC radio network. Washington's not going to call now till tomorrow, Mom. I'm afraid not. I hope they weren't trying to get me while Herb had the phone tied up while I explained how to balance the budget to him. What time is it now in Washington? Well, I'm not sure. It's either 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. Come to bed. Okay. They'll call tomorrow. Good night. Good night, all. NBC and Tums have brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Surprise Mom with a kitchen radio on Christmas. She'll keep it tuned to the NBC radio network. <laughs>